Hello and welcome to episode number 255 of the Armin Show podcast, video, audio, all the technology. Who do we have on this episode in person? Um, my name is Michael Wilt. Michael Wilt in the building, MW. Yes. An M flipped is a W. That is that is true. Yes, that that's one of the nice things about having my initials. I can do this or that. Or oh, anytime, right? Yeah. You're the reciprocal of yourself. Yes, I just is, thought of all that maybe, right yes. now. This is none of this before the episode. <laughs> I like that. That's some good stuff right there. That is some good stuff. Michael, welcome. Thank you. Now, I I go in so many directions in my mind. So one, you exist. Okay. Yes. What? Do you currently... Oh, let me include the moment first because tone deafness is not something I do in 2020, okay? Maybe okay. In 2019, 2018, all the years before. Currently, there is a pandemic, okay? There, Yes, there is a pandemic. Let's bring joy to the episode here. Pandemic. Pandemic. Okay. Now, obviously, you know, I just got back from a 40-person party where we were all just moshing on top of each other. Joke. Lots of hugs, right? Lots of hugs. <laughs> but speaking of that, I have a somewhat scientific mathematical mind you might have a mathematical mind have you thought of this pandemic in any mathematical terms and what connection do you have to math and or the educational system oh oh that's several questions i have to do so many yeah at once. what's um, your favorite color <laughs> blue obviously oh yeah i like blue teal uh, teal for you teal yeah yeah nice yeah i like teal too oh cool cyan um, <laughs> also wait is that also teal teal cyan aquamarine turquoise this quattro is a great group the, they're all different. They really. all sound like the same color. They're to me, so though. similar, but they're different. Like you see, like oh, this is F F O O, three E on Photoshop, but this one's you know, their code number thingy. Okay, I'm gonna trust you on that one. I don't know if it's actually that number. I just made up the thing. But then you don't have the six alphanumeric <laughs> code. Yes. Yeah. Um. So I I am a teacher. Um. I am a teacher of mathematics. Don't look at them. They don't oh. exist. Oh. Okay. I just realized that. Wait, they need, don't, don't they exist. don't they need to exist for Yes, viewed, but it doesn't make sense. Oh, in that so, form. Gotcha. My profile is better anyway. So. Oh snap! Okay. Yeah, me too. All right. Um. <laughs> so I'm a teacher uh-huh. of mathematics. How long have you been a teacher? Uh, too too long now. Um, like ten ish years since 2009, I think. Full time. Great. I was a sub before that. Great. Yeah. Um. I, so yeah, I teach mathematics. Um, I I would guess I would call myself a mathematician. Mm-hmm. I, I have a master's degree in applied math. Great. Um, How early along did you like math in your existence? Like when were you like I'm different in this category? Right. I don't know. Well, honestly, I don't I think I really liked math in in like grade school or high school. Like I was good at it, but uh-huh. I never was like, oh, this is the thing that I really want to study because it's so awesome. Um, huh. It wasn't until after I graduated from undergrad uh-huh. <clears throat> the first time okay that i got into math um so i i i didn't know what i wanted to do with my life when i was in college and i kind of like moved around in majors a lot i was a chemistry major um i got to organic chemistry and i literally stood up in the middle of a lecture like the second course in the series of three and i was like i'm done <laughs> you stood up and left? literally yeah i like literally stood i like looked at the person sitting next to me and i was like um i don't think i'm gonna do this anymore and yeah. i left the lecture and went to my advisor, dropped the course, and changed my major. Like Little literally all in one there. day. Organic chemistry is often called the weed out class. That moment is built into the course for some. It's supposed to be like, do you want to go in this direction? Do you want to go in this? It's a very uh, dividing class. I know. Yeah. I, well, I, I 
So you went the other direction. I went the other direction, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, I went towards electrical engineering. No, usually the other uh, direction <laughs> is the zoology or something like basket weaving. Yes. You didn't do that. I, actually, they don't have basket weaving in Ohio State. They have underwater basket weaving. Oh, okay. Because overwater would be too much. It's What's not specific enough. I don't know. I'm just right. kidding. I was, it was a joke. Oh, ha. Guys, there's... <laughs> <laughs> You're not the only one with the jokes. I got a bunch. Oh. Hey, why did the penguin cross the road? Because uh, he was friends to with get... chicken. Oh, that's good too. To get to the shell station. I don't know. No, not it. penguin. Turtle. Oh, shoot. <laughs> you get it? So that was a good one. Yeah. Why, um, why did the unicorn cross the road? To get your mugs, obviously, from mugs and stuff. Yes. Was it? No, no. Unicornsandstuff.com. Yes. Oh, that's yeah. great. I have, I have actually a set of mugs that's like got jokes on them, like different unicorn jokes. And one of them's like, knock, knock, who's there? And um, the, the, like the punchline is like, the unicorn who didn't finish his morning coffee or something. So oh. like each of the jokes kind of progresses the story of, mm -hmm. of the unicorn who doesn't finish his coffee. Oh, the first one was like, um, did you hear the one about the unicorn who didn't finish his coffee? And the punchline is, of course you didn't. There were no survivors. Because if he didn't have his coffee, he was really angry and took it out on everyone. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's kind of a dark humor. Oh, shoot. Dark humor. But I know some people like that. <laughs> also, I didn't because coffee is necessary. Right. To live. So what were we talking about? We were talking about... Well, before we go back to it, I want to mention, oh. this is one thing that just came to my mind. This is one of the most uh, banter-like episodes I've had. People love banter. Way more than somehow my normal, regular form. Right. So this is a good... You know, a lot, this this sounds more like a podcast than 96% of my episodes. Awesome. Um, so that's good. I noticed that, you know, because I think of... I've listened to some of like the comedy podcasts or other ones. Right. This is way more similar to them than my most of my episodes. Lots of back and forth. Back and forth. Yeah. Uh, more uh, lighthearted, quick-moving, and not... It's less like a library and more like a improv uh, nice. stage kind of thing. Oh, so we're like the Gilmore Girls. Yeah, are they... Did they, you ever watch they're that they're show? They're solid. Yeah, they're great. They're like... Hey, they like talk fast? Oh, they're the <laughs> best. Hey, I went to school and I just want to get back. I want to talk to the guy and he's told me that this, but I don't know about this. Should I tell him this? I don't know about this. Yeah, but the and, and they drink coffee. Oh, they, they drink coffee. coffee sometimes right. they coffee with a bunch of bugs. I couldn't believe it. And I told them I was like I was crazy. And then they told me to call me back, and I called them back, and it's like, hey, do you want to send me an email? I sent an email, so but I didn't get a text. I didn't get a text back. Did they have email in in the late? When was the show on the nineties? The nineteen fifty four. No, right after the Great Depression. False. Yeah, <laughs> I really should do historical stuff. Throw that in there. Back that, in eighteen twelve, when the United States check. was created, <laughs> right? Um, I built this table. <laughs> <laughs> ikea built this table ikea built this table yeah so also mine returning to your mathematicianness right yes that's right so i was telling you about organic chemistry yes. and then you exited that i exited that i went to electrical engineering mm -hmm. um and i also had a i didn't really care for the experience i had i had a run-in with a faculty member um where he i so i worked full-time in undergrad too i waited tables and I also went to school full time, um, and I tried to sit in the front of the classes most of the time. This is completely unrelated, and I have to just throw it in. Imagine if you actually put tables on like a weighing machine and you weighted tables. Throwing that in there, like, oh, this is twenty-eight kilograms. What'd you do for years? I weighted tables. Nobody would know the difference. I yes. had to throw that in there. Just, no, you're right. I, I'm gonna try to come back to that later. Okay. Um, 
<laughs> but I, so I waited tables and um, I, I fell asleep in this guy's lecture of like 300 people. And I, you know, he like called me out in front of everybody. Like, what are you doing falling asleep in my lecture? Like I studied under Bose, you know, Bose, like the sound, the sound. Yeah. Oh, like cool. the, the, with the stores everywhere yeah. and the speakers or whatever. They do great. Stu- they do. Yeah. Well, he, he studied under that, that guy. Like he, Oh, the guy. His, he was like his student. Oh, how dare you? How dare you fall asleep in my lecture? And I was, and I was like, maybe if you were a little bit more exciting, I wouldn't have fallen asleep. Shoot, <laughs> I didn't say that because I was scared. Maybe right. if I was me now, right? Like, me now might have said that to him, yeah. but me then would not have said that to him. No, and I was like super embarrassed. And so, do you I ever w- think about that? By the way, like your level of responsiveness today versus some, you know, some. It's often that way. It's like I wouldn't have done it then, but now I would. And then your standards are this, and then your standards are this. You all ever the think time. about that, like how different it would all be if you, if you went back and you were like, no, this is actually my stand. Does that like fast forward your life because you get to places quicker? Maybe. I don't know. I didn't really stand up for myself a lot back then, but I mm-hmm. do more now. And Good. I would have, I mean, I would have like taken it to the nth degree. I would have went to his boss and complained too, because that was inappropriate. Calling out a kid Boom. and like, I, he didn't know my story. You know what I mean? And that's a message for life. One other guy on the internet says that nobody knows your story. Even the people who are closest to you know a chunk of your story but you know your story right everybody else only knows a percentage and i was like and i would have been like okay this was not appropriate like you need to be told that that was wrong by somebody who's of authority superiors out right. there exactly mm-hmm. um but I, anyways at that time i was i didn't stand up for myself i was humiliated i didn't come back to class i ended up failing the class so um and it was like too late to drop mm-hmm. so i uh had been taking german courses throughout my my undergrad because um, when I test or when I when I started at Ohio State I tested into like the second year courses I take I took AP German in high okay. school and I um, so I'd been taking das ist the, gut das ist gut ja das ist sehr gut jawohl das ist sehr gut guten afternoon <laughs> I don't remember the word for afternoon tag no? that means day guten tag guten Hallo. Abend. Abend. Gruß, in, in the south, they say Gruß Gott. Gruß Gott. Gruß Gott. Uh-huh. Like greetings to God or I don't know, something like that. Or Scott. Scottish Gott. Oh, oh, Gott. Gott. G-O-T-T. Gott. Gott. I got to go to I the got. store. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh-huh. Um, One so, of the five places you can go right now. <laughs> right. Now, only the ones that, that let you in. To, right. Welcome aboard. Right. Oh, Good. God. Enjoy the, like, second, third brand beans. Right? Is that... Or no, they make... you People get the, the off-brand first, and then you're left with all of, like, the name brands. Like, everything oh, in my refrigerator is, like, the super high name brand uh-huh. stuff. Like, Only lint chocolate. I guess. That's like, it. Only unicorns and stuff <laughs> brand mugs. <laughs> Only, by the way, I didn't even announce it, Armin Show shirts. Not available anywhere. I can sell them on my website. Look, unicorns and stuff. Dot com. Clearly not a unicorn. Clearly a stuff. <laughs> yes, it is part of the stuff. The thing is, though, it's so specific to... You have to have my name and basically my show. Right, yeah. But it would be a... You know, I'll, I'll talk with my marketing team, which is basically me. <laughs> we'll check on it. <laughs> Your zoom. people will call my people. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, first, my own people... Which is me. It's a lot of uh, just writing to myself, I guess. 
It's a marketing group function. You don't even understand. We're okay. big. It's a big yeah. facility. There's me. There's my superior with me. There's the, there's the, Your higher self. Yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. We bring it in. Sounds for, like a good team. Yeah, it's like four of us, which is me. So now... now which one am I talking to right now? You're talking to the third... One, two, three, four. You're talking to the third one. Okay. And if anything goes wrong, I'm telling my superior. <laughs> so. Um... We're so with the German, yes. so I so I was studying German. Or I I I'd studied German all along, and I decided that I was just going to get a degree in it because I had already taken all these courses. So mm-hmm. it just made more sense. And um, I still didn't have like a career path though. Yeah. And when I was a kid, I always had looked up to my teachers because they always knew everything and were just super smart. And I mean, who doesn't want to be super smart and know everything, right? True that. So I research papers, resources. Obviously, I had a teacher in high school. Me too. (laughs) Yes, we all did, right? Her her name was uh, Shirley Scott. Uh She she was like one of my favorite teachers in high school, and I I was like, well, how how come I tested into you know like second year German if she must have been a great teacher? And I was also interested in the subject, like I was always interested in languages, but she was also a really good teacher. So I found where she went to school to become a teacher. And I was like, I'm going to go there too, because I want to be a great teacher like her. Right. Um, and so I'd already taken all these math and science courses um, in undergrad. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, Ohio needs math teachers. So I'm, I'm from Ohio, by the way. Ohio represent. <laughs> oh. It is in the Midwest. I am a okay. fan of Midwestern folks. I get all these like Ohio State presents from my family. Like this is an Ohio State Rubik's Cube. This is a Sudoku, as it's called. This is a Rubik's Cube. It's a Rubik's Cube. Sudoku is different. I know it's different. Okay, go. <laughs> Hi, I'm Michael Will. And I have cards also. Um, so I uh, I went to this this college, Otterbein College. Uh-huh. Otterbein? Um, Otterbein. Yeah, it's in Westerville. Great. That's where I met Christy. Otter- How do you say Otterbein? Otterbein. Otterbein. O-T-T-E. R-B-E-I-N. Oh, that's what I thought it was. They pronounce it differently after that. Yeah. Okay. And then you're um, in where? What's the city again? Westerville, which is a suburb of Columbus. Okay. Christy, and past guest. Was she? I don't, I don't remember what episode. Oh, okay. So I went I went to Otterbein mm-hmm. with her. Um, and I took this like intro to math liberal arts course. And it was just mind-blowing how different they were teaching math versus how I learned it in the past. It was a lot of like wrote memorization you know lots of like procedural things versus problem solving understanding the history in the context of of all of this and um seeing how math has developed over time Mm -hmm. and that just totally changed the way that i thought about the subject and i was like this is the subject that i have to teach mathematics so um i i finished that um in like three years Mm -hmm. um i got another bachelor's degree and a teaching credential I started working full time mm-hmm. um, at a charter school okay. in Columbus called Focus Learning Academy. Okay, um, <clears throat> and so this is a really I've so my whole career I've had like I've worked with really interesting populations of students, and so this was the the first one. Mm-hmm. Um, it was uh, uh, so these are urban, you know, it's an ur- really highly urban population. Um, like, I'm gonna just pull a number out of the thin air here it was 64 probably, okay well no higher than that 22. it was like 90 let's say 95 percent african-american students mm-hmm. right um i'm gonna throw in there my first tutoring that i did was in south central los angeles with district and that was my most 
non-similar to my current tutoring that I do. It was like district. It was similar to what you're describing. Yeah. So it's, I mean, they I didn't have up, books sometimes. Right. I, so I grew up in rural Ohio where it was like major, a majority of white people, yeah. um, you know, like Christian, um, mm-hmm. all, all of this. And so coming to Columbus and right. having the diversity there was just shock totally, factors. 4,003 totally outside of my comfort zone. And, you know, like, wow, what is this? So, you know, mm-hmm. working in an urban school, mm-hmm. um, with a high population of black students was just like a great new experience for me. Different um, folks. And so we had <clears throat> the, the population that we that we dealt with was mostly students who um, w- were in jail. Uh-huh. Before. We had a lot of kids who had been in juvenile detention, oh. um, a lot of kids who had families already. So mm-hmm. um, I think we served students up to the age of 21 and they had come back after dropping out from public school mm-hmm. to get a diploma with us. And our curriculum was all online. Um, and we sat in labs and computer labs and I was basically like a, a tutor where I'd walk around and like let them, you know, give them support on whatever they were learning on the videos and, um, Michael known to be supportive. And, just saying. Right. And sometimes I would do like pull outs and do like direct instruction with them too. Mm-hmm. But, um, most of it was online. So I worked there for two years. Mm-hmm. Um, then I moved to Arizona to get another experience. I worked in Kingman, Arizona. Have you heard of Kingman? I probably flew over it in my recent second flight ever, which when I came back, I saw Phoenix, I'm pretty sure, at night, uh, what it looked like. It was a big city. Okay. Kingman? Kingman, yeah. Kingman. It's on, on the 40. Uh, route, so it's actually on Route 66, too. The famous Route 66, <laughs> like a road. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like when you drive when you drive on the 40, like it parallels Route 66 in a lot of places when you're driving west. And you see, it's just like the on cars where they have all those like abandoned trucks and whatever in the middle of the desert oh uh it's totally crazy and kingman so when i moved there the principal told me that a lot of times people will come to kingman just uh like they're on their way to california and then their cars break down in kingman and they just stay there that's inspiring kind of that's the the people you want in your city like uh they just ended up here it wasn't their plan they didn't really want it to occur yeah i mean it, it led to an interesting population of uh, people mm-hmm. uh i think in kingman there's one or two either state or federal prisons mm-hmm. which you know like most of the people who like their like their families worked at the prisons um the, the highest employers in this in this town were i think the hospital the school district and maybe the prison it's common in places i'd have to check on the computer they're know. all disconnected and mine's on airplane mode <laughs> <laughs> um so I worked in Kingman for a year. Mm-hmm. They they did not want me to leave. They offered me, um, so they were opening a new school in their district, and they they offered me this job um, at the the new high school to start the Cambridge math program. Oh, like the cool. Cambridge University in England. Yeah, right. They do this this international program with schools where they they provide you with curriculum, and at the end of the program, mm-hmm. your students take a test, and then based on the test, it's sort of, sort of like AP. I think that you get either get like a special diploma or you get college credit. Um, mm-hmm. I can't remember all the specifics, but details, Michael, they want it. <laughs> the world's going to break down. I don't think the world cares about that. Right. Every now, single detail. Maybe. I wonder how they're doing that online, by the way. Everything now on zoom. Every Z- single thing in the world now on zoom, 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 high, zoom, high school, zoom, high school, zoom, middle school. I'm going there. You are. No, I'm, 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 providing there i'm there i am it 
You, it, people are going to me. But right, same. Who is it? I don't know. No, I mean like. Who, oh, you're. They're it. going to me. It. So. Okay. So back to the, yeah. All right. Um. So Kingman, I was there. They I left uh, to go back to grad school because I had this idea, um, for a long time about um this 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 problem that we have in education with measuring outcomes, right? Uh-huh. Um, Outcome dependent. Right. We, you know, we're so focused on like how things turn out. A mm-hmm. lot of times we forget to, to focus on the procedure and like what's all the like fun, juicy things in between. Process that, along the way. Yeah, the process along the way. That's a good way of saying it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had this idea, but I didn't know how to put it into into like what I wanted it to say, like well, the mathematics behind it. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, I had a bachelor's degree, but I so I wanted to learn more about math mm-hmm. to 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 put down this problem in a way that that made sense but mathematically. there was no way beyond a bachelor's degree to learn more about math or was there michael right so i went to grad school oh my gosh. um I, I applied at cal state la nice um and i was in that program um i did it uh, so I, I i ended up being in it for for three years um, okay because so <laughs> you have to take you have to take tests for the degree or you have to do a research paper um and i wanted mm-hmm. or like a, or a, a thesis, thesis. Right? so i wanted to do the thesis mm-hmm. but then i was discouraged by my advisor to do the thesis because i like my gpa was like a point one or two below like what their whatever was and sometimes they would make exceptions but she was really discouraged is it just me. me or every single time i hear about an advisor or some sort of counselor it's almost always like they thought I couldn't do this. And they said, you could. every single time I hear a story, it's never like they believed in me and said yeah, something. There's something there. Yeah, yeah. I've never heard a story where it was like they propelled me forward. Right. It's more like, nah, you probably, this isn't for you. Right. Well, I don't know if she was like trained in the social emotional piece of advising because uh-huh. she, she was like a graph theorist or whatever. And oh. she, uh, you know. Logarithmic and exponential. Re- no no graph theory is different in math so like the graph that you think of about like plotting points and looking at functions graph graph theory in mathematics is more abstract it's like about you know like networking yeah like where so you it's just a bunch of dots with lines between the dots that's what graphs are i'm gonna look it up it's really fascinating okay a lot of like applications uh for for like the internet um or like scheduling is another one that, that graph theory is good I've on. I've probably seen it before and can't recognize it until I look at it. Um, there's a really neat problem in graph theory called the four color theorem or the oh, four is color that conjecture. The is that, there's a game based on that if it's what I'm thinking of. Like if you color, 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 and then they can't touch. Yeah, yeah. Oh, great game. I forgot where I got that. I, I can't remember the exact formulation of it, but it's it's that. It's that. Like you, you, can, you can color a map with at least four colors where none of the colors are touching yeah. each other which is like really fascinating and made right. for a great game i put once played nice it was so fun <laughs> i never found it since then yeah do you remember the title of it no but it was like color match or something and then you'd go across and then you try to get these big bubbles and i don't remember what great game nice great game. you'll have to remember that and i don't play games anymore i can't enjoy them oh that's sad but at that time it was great colors <laughs> <laughs> so i was so um i was in grad school let me check the video while you're continuing. oh yeah yeah Oh, continue. Yeah, yeah. Okay, um, so I was in grad school. Um, I is it good? Yeah, I always like to check the whole thing. You never know. Uh, okay, so I was in grad school. I finished. Um, 
that after three years, um, I got a job uh, teaching again. Part of the reason I went to grad school is to to get out of education, um, but not not in like a out of like the classroom, right? Like, I mean, I liked being in the classroom, but I wanted to, to do more things involving policy and and like how I can support teachers and and you know like the operational side of of schools versus like the actual front lines of like being in the classroom. Yeah. Um, Cause like I'm a problem solver mm-hmm. and you know, a lot of times administrators in schools aren't math people or problem solvers necessarily. Nope. nope. So, so, you know, like I have a really good view of the micro and the macro. Mm-hmm. So I think that's a, that's would make me a good. Administrator. Oh yeah. Both ends. Good. Yeah. Yeah. I can see the big picture and I can see the details. Some people play. cannot see the big picture. Yeah, totally. I mean, trust me. <laughs> <laughs> have you had experience with that? Huh? <laughs> um, but I, I decided to go back into teaching, um, and I started working in independent schools. Mm-hmm. Um, one of the faculty members in in grad school, who, who was kind of a better advisor than my advisor, was like, you know, if you have a master's degree in math, the, the independent schools eat that up. They they love, and if you have teaching experience, that's even better. Like you could find a job really easily. And I had like so many interviews after that, and um, mm. so I ended up going to this school in San Francisco called uh, Alta Vista School. Uh, and I taught middle school. Oh, cool. Fifth and sixth grade. In San Francisco? In San Francisco, yeah. Cool. Yeah. Um, so I worked uh, there for a year, and I developed their their curriculum. You sure did. I, I sure did, yeah. That's cool. I um, They wanted like a project-based, hands-on curriculum that was, um, you know, like it, it would build up to algebra or higher for mm-hmm. kids and they they started middle school in the fifth grade i'm not sure if they're still doing that but at the time the plan was to start middle school in the fifth grade so we had fifth and sixth graders um that we called middle schoolers and right um so yeah i think th- i'm pretty sure they're still using the curriculum i created I, last time i checked they were which was recently so this is a good message for life very few people are creating the blueprint for anything so if you make one or if you start something it's likely it goes on for a long time I haven't created a curriculum almost ever. I've tutored a bunch of students, hundreds, hundreds. Yeah. Um, You're the basis. The what? You're the basis. The basis. At least for there. Yeah. That's a math term, by the way, too. True that. Um, is it? Yeah, it, it is. is. It is, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like in linear algebra. You've shout got outs to basis. linear algebra. Shout outs to linear algebra. That was my algebra. last one. Your sh- a shout out to linear algebra? No, no, algebra? that was the last math I took. Oh, linear okay. Algebra. Did you take differential equations? Sure did. Yeah? Yeah. Which did you like better? Uh, I don't remember. I barely remember taking them. But I've tutored for years and years in math. I just, at that time, it was different. I didn't get it. Like, why am I, most of my schooling, I didn't get the the priority of, like, why do I have to do all the thing? Like, I'm already going in that direction. Right, yeah. I guess they didn't see that. Well, you know, I think that's the failure a lot in education where we don't necessarily, especially in math, we don't give you a context for why you're learning it. Right. Not that. Well, th- that affects a lot of people too. Actually, that yeah. affects way more people. Mine is just like I was like, I'm gonna like science and math for my existence, right? Why am I not just like moving along? Why am I not? I didn't get it really. So sometimes I wouldn't do homework and all kind of stuff. Yeah. But I was like, anyway. Now I talk to the top scientists in the world. So shout out <laughs> to that. Nice. Good. Um, where were we? We were talking about basis. And before that, we were talking about you creating curriculum in oh, school. curriculum. Okay, yeah. And where you've taken that. So now, after that, I um, I decided to come back to L.A. Great. I, San Francisco was 
I don't. I didn't really like. No. It. No. Yeah. I mean. What's one of the worst things about San Francisco from a previous San Franciscan night? Ooh. Um. I think. I think a lot of people in San Francisco are pretentious. Take that city. But like, not in the way that people in LA are pretentious. Oh yeah, it's different. It's a different. I've yeah. gotten a sense of it. Like people in San Francisco. Um, you know, they, like they're really well-meaning about things, but yeah. at the same time, it's all for status. I feel sure is. They're like, "Oh, I'm gonna go do this charity event tonight, and like, look at how charitable I am because like I'm just such a great person." Uh huh. And like, people building know, yourself up in that way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or it's all about like what degree you have, or what you know, like how how much intellectual prowess you have, or what accomplishments you've got right. academically. Right. In L.A. The pretentiousness oh, is more about like how do you look, what what things do you do? And I'm like, which do I rather? Which would I rather compete with? I'm like, or no? I guess maybe not compete with. Right. But like it, I'd rather be around pretty people than smart people. I guess. I thought about Is that. Those, no, maybe. That's pretty good. I mean, it depends. <laughs> it's a preference. I thought because you would like that. Um, when I thought about it, I I like the average personality in San Francisco more than Los Angeles. Yeah. But they're both big cities, so right. there's still lots of people. Usually, I'll, a small minority I can connect with. I mean, in defense of San Francisco, uh-huh. I because I worked so much when I was there, yep. I didn't really get out into the city, and I made like zero friends. Oh, zero. Other than like my coworkers. Let me check my math graph here. Oh, zero. That's basically nothing. <laughs> yes. So I mean, that was partially my fault for not really jiving with the city, but I let mean, me throw that in there because I've socialized more than anybody in Los Angeles. Did you ever reach out to people in public or talk to strangers or no? I didn't really go in public thing. a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, I'm friendly to people, but yeah. I don't really make an effort to to be like, "Oh, hey, friend, how's it yeah. going?" No, I'm no. I'm I'm Makes really sense. like reserved and yeah, uh, I'm an introvert. No big deal. On the eighty thousand missed opportunities in your lifetime, <laughs> no problem there. Yeah, I guess that's. I keep a small circle of people uh-huh. close and. <clears throat> then I just let everybody else, you know, mm-hmm. gravitate around me when they need to. And Pretty smooth. I mean, it's not like a, I'm not avoiding them. It's more right. just like for my own, for my own sanity. Right. I, I need to keep, um, I'm like sensitive to the way that other people think and feel. And um, I can, it tends to overwhelm me uh-huh. if, cause I don't, I sometimes I can't tell the difference between how somebody else is feeling and how I'm feeling. And, like, if somebody is feeling, like, anger or, like, su- extreme manic, whatever, you know, like, mm-hmm. I internalize that. And I'm like, <sighs> so I have to put up that boundary. Yes. To avoid, which, I mean, it's probably something I should learn to manage better, but. Here's how I do it, Michael. Oh. I look at it like I'm a walking plus sign, right? <laughs> okay. So I can't do wrong in the scenario. And if there's what looks like stupid coming towards me, I just don't absorb it. Because it has nothing to do with me. <laughs> I'm like, great. And then I continue to be a walking plus sign. And every time it's been accurate, years on years, and it just keeps getting better and better. I just don't, it's not connected to me. And actually, even like, you know, cold or things that have been negative in, over the years. That was just themselves reflecting on themselves. Right. Had nothing to do with me. Right. Yeah. I get that. I, get, I totally get that. I'm kind of like a mirror for people too. Whenever right. they feed me, can I swear? Uh, let's see. We had a thing where we did and then we didn't. Did I put it on clean? 
You know what, Michael? Go okay, ahead. I'll say BS. Whenever they give me their BS, uh huh. I um, have a tendency to like. You probably could reflect that back to mm-hmm. them. Um, like it's the person. This is yeah. It's, it's, it's not person you. dependent. It's it's not connected to you. Yeah. Like, hey, Michael, you're a moron. Is that more about you or me? Hey, Michael. This right. Is, I don't know your whole existence. Right. Exactly. Well, so like, so the thing is, is when, when people, when people feed that to me, I tend to like feed it back to them. And uh-huh. so, it, so if it's a good thing uh-huh. and I feed that back to them, Boom. then they like me. Right. Yep. But if it's a bad thing Symbiosis. and I feed that back to them, yeah. they're like, Ooh, this is something I don't like about myself, but they don't realize necessarily it's about them. And then they don't like me. That's true. And additionally to that, uh, one way I like to think about it is diffusion. So okay. let's say you're in a great state and the other person is not in as great of a state. Right. You can't possibly interact with them without um, you feeling worse off right. and them feeling better off, even though it might come across negatively. Yeah. It's impossible. It's just diffusion. Right. So I feel like I like to get up here and hand it out like a plus sign. Of course, it's going to feel a little bit, Ugh, but that's my shout out gift, you know? Good I'm, for you. I'm handing it out. Good for that you. That person's better off later. They won't tell you. They'll never tell you. That's the thing. They might be like, hey, you moron. But four hours later, like, they're happier because they got to, like, put it on you put or you down. something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, if you want to be happy, go for it. Right. Yeah. Life's so simple. It's ridiculous. You're right. It's a boundary thing, actually. If I die from COVID-19, you'll know I was great until then. <laughs> <laughs> Who can say that? Well, I mean, so technically, what it, well, I, the statistics were Not like... that I'm uh, inviting that. 81% of people don't even exhibit symptoms according like the to the chinese data i uh-huh. can i can look this up actually this is really interesting oh uh, he's using the internet the, well, which no. is unbelievable I, so the news had this on, on he has a phone cover like me too um the chinese data is really fascinating because they i mean obviously right, have a lot more experience we need to know this one so the majority of wait, that's now this bad. is on the pandemic news okay updates which i will be discussing probably more often in upcoming material because it is current go ahead 80 80.9 percent of people have mild symptoms. uh symptoms yeah which i mean and so the the highest symptoms like percentage wise are fever cough and myalgia or arthralgia that just means like swollen swollen joints or mm-hmm. uh you know sore muscles or whatever mm-hmm. so like those are the three big indicators that you might be infected mm-hmm. but if you're if 81 percent of people's symptoms aren't that know, much that much like you're not going to really know you will not but you could still carry the, the virus right this is true is there any are you drawing any similarities to this in like a zombie apocalypse movie i don't watch movies but i know about <laughs> them i really pretty much don't but i didn't even need to throw that in there by the way because i know what they are so that's just me trying to mention that I don't watch movies much because I didn't actually connect to your thing. But uh, <laughs> yes, it is kind of like those. Yeah. But I always feel like anytime something like this shows up, we were already in it. Like it takes reality for people to see reality. If you talked to me six months ago, I could have told you things off with society that now are more, you know, showcased. But sure. Like we're glad that China's nitrous oxide levels have gone up again showing that they're back in production and their country is booming again that's a good sign that we're polluting the air again what oh right no yeah. you get what i'm saying like it's like yeah, oh yeah, we're yeah. back to work 
Uh, doing what? We're not that great at Earth, you know? So Right, yeah. <laughs> let's get everybody back on the machine. Well, there's some people who are saying that this virus is a result of us polluting the Earth. The, huh. Because it's... So it's... I forget the name of, of this kind of... I mean, so coronavirus, first of all, is... This is the seventh one. Is... Yeah, this is the seventh coronavirus mm-hmm. out of, you know, the, the seven. SARS, um, the newest one. MERS. SARS and MERS are two other ones, and uh-huh. they they've attack your lungs, right? Yeah. Um, so there, this virus is something to do with the, the fact that it comes with, from animals. So uh-huh. it's transferred to us from animals. Right. And um, people are saying that because we are just going into places and just, like, tearing, taking over whatever you know, land is there or like everywhere we go. Right. That's what we conquer. Yeah. No, I took this table. Manifest. Hey, it's my table at, now. Its, at its finest. Apparently. Good luck eating on it now, Michael. Well, so they're, they're saying that the, this virus is a result of us doing that. Mm-hmm. And you know, like the fact that people are just going to go back and continue to pollute. The That's the hope. Make it... The hope is that we go back to polluting. But I think, I don't know. I mean, in, in my opinion, I think that this, this should be a wake up call for us that you know first of all we're totally underprepared for anything like this to happen mm-hmm. i mean so flattening you know what flattening the curve means yeah like i know this, all details yeah so like so basically it doesn't mean that we're going to that less people are going to become infected it right. means that the rate at which people come yeah. become infective is is lower so more the, manageable for the hospitals. more manageable for the hospitals but also it means that the same number of people are going to be infected it's just yeah. going to take longer right so like which means we're going to be in quarantine for a really long time. Love that quarantine. <laughs> well, so here's the other thing too. Quarantine actually is is not what we're doing right now. I think this is a well, actually we're not quarantining cuz we're Screw you, man. We're social distancing. We should be a little bit farther apart. But Are you um, still in the, in the in the thing? I think so. Like so everything but, for the shot, okay? But social distancing, right, is is what you're doing when you stay home. It's not necessarily quarant- quarantining is if you have been exposed to the yeah, virus yeah, yeah. or if you're infected with the virus. Right. Um, so people are like misusing that term, I guess. That's true. According to the news. We're going to kill terms one by one. How dare we? We're good at that. Well, I'm not. Well, as a mathematician, I'm super you're not too. meticulous about yeah. detail definitions and terms. So it turned out you were detail oriented the whole time. Yes. Well, you know, it's it's a something I try to hide. Oh. Oh, this is a good one. I like to check once in a while. What are three words you would use to describe yourself? Oh, man. Challenge out of nowhere. Love oh, these ones. Yeah, yeah. I feel three like... words you identify with the most. Um, like uh, adjectives. Three adjectives. Uh, goofy. Goofy. Yeah. That's good. Lighthearted. I like to be good. goofy. Lighthearted. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say... That's so hard. Like in the moment... Um, in the moment, I would say I'm calm. Calm. Yeah, I feel Great. calm right now. Mm-hmm. Um, you know what? You're and, you're cool, which is also called red. So right now you're my yeah. calm red. Ha ha! I you like that was a dad joke. That was I'll screw you, man. Awesome. I'll tell my seven. <laughs> I'll tell my seven children about that one. Um, I don't know. Open hearted. I like to be, you know, inclusive and mm-hmm. make sure everybody's okay. Oh, that's nice. Like not suffering. Oh. Does that that make sense? That's great. It's pretty warm. I mean, but at the same time, like I'm also kind of like a hard ass. Like I think. <laughs> like what do you mean? Like tough love. Like I think tough love is important, mm-hmm. just as much as being like gentle and calm. And like some people just need to be like told, like shut up. <laughs> hey, correct your posture, man. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Get on that. Like, what do you want? A spine. He, he knows bent? tough love. You know tough love. You like bent spine? 
Right. Some people, some people just need like brutal honesty. Why don't you just grow up, man? Right. Not in a way, that, but right. like not in a way right. that makes them feel bad. Right. But like, like here's the honest situation, friend. Like right. you need to hear this and like stop sugarcoating whatever it is. You're just in denial. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. That's true. So like when I what, like if I approach teaching, like I either am real, I like give tough love, or uh-huh. I will be really gentle it just depends on the person like if that person needs tough love that they're gonna get tough love right if they need a little bit more gentleness and you know i'll be oh it's okay let's let's work on this next time it'll be better very adaptive but then other people it's not what they need right at that moment (laughs) at that moment yeah so that's true out of nowhere i want to throw out what is your who not what Who? who is your has been your biggest inspiration or slash or hero oh wow um that comes to mind walt disney walt disney yeah walt disney i i like that um walt disney took nothing and made it into something and he believed that nothing was impossible Mm -hmm. if you could imagine it and the way that his company has developed and evolved is just a testament to that. I mean, like, look at the things they do in those parks. Like, you're literally in a different world when you're there, and it's like fantasy come to life, mm-hmm. you know. And and he's also detail oriented. Like, if you like, if you're in the haunted mansion and it breaks down, and like they'll literally play you like, oh, there must be some scary ghouls that have gotten into the whatever, and dang, they don't just say, oh, sorry, we're broken down. Like they 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 Everything. make they make it part of the show, right? You know, and so like. To me, that just speaks volumes about how, you know, how I operate when, you know, like it's all about the, the what is it? Some, some things in the details, mm-hmm. all the, everything's in the details. What's the exact phrase? It's in the details. Right. Whatever. The proof is in the details or. The I pudding mean, is in the proof. How does the proof get in the pudding? Well, it is mixed in. It's a recipe. Uh, where I did. <laughs> does it come before or after like the milk? Cinnamon. Cinnamon's a great spice. All right. I haven't made pudding. Okay. So stop showing what? off. Okay. What are is we in San like Francisco now? Is I made it... pudding for my charity. Okay. <laughs> they had a great time when I just hosted the Fergana and I did it with my colleagues who are all professors at Oxford. Nice. And I, I live in the, some main popular street in a big place. Nice. I am in San Francisco. I am a great success. And you listen to KQED. I listen to KQED. <laughs> and then now I'm transitioning to Los Angeles. I am a model and I am popular in the modeling space. So I am top here. Good also, for you. I'm a socialite and brains, know, know people. Brains and looks. That. Yeah. And, and people and some sort of view of here, the city. Here's a question for you. Why, uh, is it turns some it around people, on me. why is it that some people think that you can't be pretty and smart? I'll tell you why. Well, I mean, the baseline thing is that um, the pretty shuts off the brain that would think of the person. It, it's like a automatic this equals this. So then, it, 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 well, there's two parts. There's the automatic thought process, and then there's the uh, if you were, there'd be less pressure on you to be smarter. What? Huh? Unbelievable. What are your thoughts? I wasn't following. Okay. <laughs> Too many things. Also. <laughs> and so, what was, say the question again. Why do some people not think that you can be both pretty and smart? 
one answer that's potentially there is that they might think if you were pretty, you would not have had. I don't know if they would think this in depth, but I'll just put it on them as though they are. Who, the pretty people or the smart people? Uh, the default individual would think that the pretty person, actually the default person would not think this. I'm putting my thoughts on the average person, but maybe did not have as much pressure over the years to be as smart because everything was more here, here, here. Oh, yeah. Right. And maybe there wasn't as much of that pressure. Or maybe they would want it to not be that way because it's disturbing if somebody's pretty and smart. It might be too much for that person to handle internally. Like, oh, man, I got screwed. That's not fair to me. What are your thoughts on this? I I think I agree with you. Yeah, I think that a lot of times it's like maybe a jealousy thing. Like where people who are really smart just automatically assume pretty people aren't smart for whatever reason. Because they, like you said, they have to, they had to have worked for their smartness mm-hmm. you know if it wasn't something that was born into them and also more details some things like uh you know maybe a bigger forehead or certain features that might be connected to there's facial features connected to stuff that is in the brain really there's, there's some links to stuff i've talked about this before i always get some shock factor but like i feel like there's some links between like what you, do have you a feel cer- like or there's science to show that I'll leave this one alone. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go with that. I feel like that there's certain, like, you have pathways in your body that cause you to have a longer nose or longer this or that. Those same things would code for more whatever prefrontal cortex development mm. or something. I don't know. There's no link? Really? They're separate completely? I mean, maybe that could be... It could. Uh, you'd have to have a good hypothesis to test. I got no hypothesis, there. but I'll just say that 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 you just mentioned is common that it would be thought someone's pretty so they 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 put them less on the intelligence potential yeah yeah which is not fair to pretty people true that and so obviously when i had my third modeling contract for being pretty they said look this is going to affect your scientific and mathematical (laughs) reputation in the public i was like it's all right i'm willing to take that yeah yeah that sacrifice i got the yes so I just work with that. Nice. Good for you. You are able to sing. Oh, so uh, well, I mean. I will start first. I will sing something. Okay. And then you sing something after. But obviously it should be me first because of my professional singing ability. Are we Are we going to do like a, you start the song and then I finish the song or? Yeah. Uh-huh. Is it like well, like? Did you see that movie Pitch Perfect where they do like the, I don't the singing watch battle? Oh, that's Michael. right. It's okay, more two hours long. What so this? there's this there's this movie called Pitch Perfect about this group of girls who are in college. Mm-hmm. Maybe it was in the sequel. I don't remember. Anyway, so like the group of girls is an acapella group. Yeah, and they do like a sing off against other acapella groups, and they're like they're like throwing down tunes at each other it's like the funniest thing okay and they have some kind of a wheel that determines what the topic of the throwdown is and boom i got it we're doing a sing-off rap off okay I, I i'm gonna rap. sing then you're gonna sing well i don't sing tough guy so <laughs> <laughs> i'm gonna sing you sing okay i'm gonna rap then you're gonna rap okay all right and then you know audience you'll be the judge but i'll just pretend i won. so um and then sing whatever is your whatever comes to mind. no hey, hey oh. it's me first okay are you kidding me Ooh. hey hey uh, clicks off microphone too <laughs> click click how do i pause that all right um 
you know, should I do? It's tough because I have so much vocal ability. Obviously, right. this is episode two fifty four. My so vocal a lot of ability has. I haven't sung any episodes really, except for one or two. Do you, do you need to do vocal warm ups? Uh, I'll do an arm stretch. Okay. <laughs> All right, ready to go. You didn't see that on the audio, but I just did a. You know, I raised my hand, like it was a classroom. So, I'm never gonna dance again. Guilty feet have got no rhythm. All right, Michael singing can you give me a song to sing the song to sing is the one that you would do in a karaoke place a care oh okay um so i really do you know the righteous brothers is that dmx no oh no (laughs) okay so i was just about to ask you if you saw the movie ghost but clearly you have i didn't say ghost michael if it's not the social network right uh the sixth sense men in black independence day there's like 10 movies. Okay. So there's a movie called Ghost uh-huh. starring Demi Moore and Patrick Swayze and Whoopi Goldberg. It's uh-huh. also there. And there's a scene because Patrick Swayze had died in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, or no, wait. So this is before he died. There's a scene where they're like Demi Moore's character for some reason is sculpting on a on a wheel. And Patrick Swayze like comes up behind her and starts to sculpt with her. And it turns into this like really romantic love scene or whatever. And um, this is like right before he his character dies. Yeah. Um, and the song by the Righteous Brothers, um, it's like, Oh, my love, my darling, I've hungered for your touch a long, lonely time. And time goes by. So slowly, and time can do so much. Are you still mine? I need your love. I need your love. God speed your love to me. Yeah, mediocre. I think I, <laughs> mine was pretty good. Mine was pretty good when I did the one earlier. There's like two more verses or whatever, but I don't want to. Maybe take a course. What? Maybe take a course, like for singing. You'll I, get there. I did. I took vocal lessons. Yeah. And I was like in choir in high school. Uh-huh. That's, you know, that's one of the things that I regret from like my whole education. Um, when I when I was at Ohio State, uh-huh. my last semester there, or quarter there, um, I had to like take an extra course to like keep financial aid. And so I ended up taking the university band class. And um, I, when I was in school, I was a musician. In high school, I was a musician. Mm-hmm. Um, and I played, like, all the instruments in the band. My main instrument was the trombone. Uh-huh. And I tried out for the university band, and I got second chair. Oh. Out of, like, all these kids who had been doing the band for however long. Mm-hmm. And I had not picked up my horn in, like, four years. Oh. And I was like, second chair? Right. What's up? Boom, like, right there. Yeah, boom. And everybody was like, where have you been? Where have you been, man? Yeah. And I was like, Sorry, this is my last quarter <laughs> Bye, you guys. <laughs> Peace be with you. So, like, I came in, I played, and I was done. Oh. I regret it. But the point was I regretted not continuing doing music throughout my education because, I mean, 
in that you just like get such a sense of community with musicians, you know, like musicians are, you know, like they, they're competitive, but they're also really like communal, you know, and, and as a group, I, I missed, I missed that after not having done it for so long and then doing it. I'm like, Oh man, like I really missed out doing this. And, um, so it's a very important life message extended outwardly. Do the thing. Because I've mentioned this before, when you're 80, all you get to do is look back and be like, look what I didn't do. Right. Oh, yeah. And it's not funny. But it, but when you're 40 or 20 or 50 or 30 or 12, whatever, do the thing. Offend the person. Do the make the whatever. Whatever it is. <laughs> just go. Because then you can be afterwards like, oh, that was That's fine. Could have been this. Could have been changed this, altered. But right. if you didn't do it, you're just sitting there like a... Why, why was I here? A schlub. Is that a word? Schlub? Schlum? Schlub. And now that obviously I destroyed you on the singing, it will do the right. rap part. Okay. Oh, man. Yeah. Okay. So obviously that part, you know, they're going to be like, Armin did better. But the rap is you still have a chance. Okay. To catch up. Okay. Should I pull up a beat? No. There's no way I'm going to pull up a beat while it's recording okay i'm doing this the mic speed he's handed it to me because i'm rapping elementary who is this mc it's armin armin show got the shirt with it it's not one of his stuffs not to be wishing that i had his company on my hands it's something and stuff i do the dance it's unicorns and stuff it's the dot com place you can go over there and download on that space he set it up on the internet he's a marketing expert he's like armin you got the tart Tart space in your mind with it. Spend it out. Knock it out. And I'm it it. Eating it. And I got the mindset. Michael Wilt over here with the rhyme set. Hey. Altered form right there. Now, nice. So it was all right. You know what I'm saying? All right. That, that we pretty, we pretty now good I'm going to give there. you a beat. Oh, man. And try and compete with this some of those a... things I said weren't even a word. So good luck. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. All right. And so this is, you know, part two, Michael. Uh. I'm sitting here with arm and looking at the microphone and drinking coffee out of my mug. I have a computer in front of me now. I'm touching my cell phone because it's alone. I'm hungry. I need food. I'm hungry. I need food. What do I eat? What do I want? I want some chicken or some a sandwich maybe because food. Okay, word. Word. <laughs> Food word. So obviously I took that one. You did. So I guess it's 2-0. Oh. But Michael, the important <laughs> thing is that you try it and believe in yourself, okay? Yes. Self-confidence. I've, I've gained that over. It's the whole thing. Yeah. If you think of something and it's your, you envision, not even envision, you just believe that, think that, you are that. Yeah. It goes. That's it. Right. Maybe not today. Maybe not tomorrow. Hey, I just had a thought. Can I tell you about what I'm doing? What I'm doing now? Like where I'm working now? I don't think we ever got to Let's that. Let's do it. Michael, where are you working now? Right. I am working at, uh, I work at a school called Bridges Academy. Okay. Um, and we have, and, and this goes back to my whole like wanting to have different experiences with different populations. We have a, a population of students called Twice Exceptional. Okay. Um, and that so what does that mean it means that um these students have been identified as being gifted or talented or having some really unique interest um but also having some kind of learning challenges mm -hmm. so for example we have uh in the high school where i work about 50 percent of the students who've uh 
reported a diagnosis of ADHD. Mm -hmm. um, and we have about 30% of the students who've reported a diagnosis of autism spectrum disorder. Um, so it's a very challenging population to work with. Lots of uh, delay in the like social emotional piece of life. A lot of times some of these kids can't necessarily read social cues. And um, it's, it's, it's interesting to see how they react to, you know, whatever we're trying to teach them or, or, or whatever they're going through in their life. Um, so yeah, it's a, it's a fun, it's a fun and interesting job to be at. Twice exceptional. Yes. Not just the first time. No, no, they're there. We call the population two E. Oh, that's good. Like if you are you familiar, you know, like the normal distribution. True that. Curve, mm -hmm. right? So if you're looking 66 at 66%, 95%, 99 99.7%. Right. So three standard deviation. Right. Cheers to that. That's a good math lesson there. You know what I'm saying? Cubs um, from the unicorns. <laughs> so basically, they, they've been given some kind of uh, like tests, you know, and they'll they'll identify like two standard deviations above the average in some area and two standard deviations below the average in some other area. So there are outliers in both, mm -hmm. you know, one of those things. Right. Um, we do it. We have a, like we usually give them a neuropsych exam too. Um, I'm not really, I'm big five. All the... No MBTI big five. Is it one of those? Maybe cool. So something like working memory is one of them and oh, um, maybe different. Yeah. spatial oh, awareness different. or I, I'm not, cool. I don't remember exactly. I'm not an expert in that. He's an expert area. in that. No. <laughs> Send all questions to expert uh, Michael. Okay. <laughs> no, the, we have, we have a, a lot of, we have administrators who are experts in, in oh. all those things that, that handle all that. I'm, mm -hmm. I'm just, I'm a math expert. Right. So. I like math a lot. I've liked math for a long time. I like science a bit more because it goes into multiple fields. Oh, yeah, yeah. And there's like the neuroscience and there's even econom economics. Economics? Good old econ economics right. is also a great field that's somewhat connected off of science. I prefer economic. Econ how did you pronounce it? Economics. 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 I like economics. Yeah, yeah. Economics is great, right? Yeah. Michael. There's two parts of me. One part, I branch off. I have like 400 topics, right? Okay. No. Okay. I, I didn't notice that. Can you believe it? <laughs> this mind goes. But then the same part, you know, I'm supposed to structure things in some form, which is unbelievable. And sh it's wrong. Okay. It's wrong. Well, hey, you know, we have a path that we're going down and we can go over here and explore a little bit and come back to the path and then go over here and explore and then come back. And yeah, we eventually get to the destination. Is there even a destination? Oh, turns out there was none this whole time in the reality that we all live in. Everybody would just kind of roll in. The destination was never a thing, kind of like you said, the process. Or we both said the process earlier. The right. process is the relevant part. It's the only part. The other part doesn't make sense. Let's say tomorrow I get the quote thing. You get the thing, whatever the thing is that's over there and you got it. Right. Now what? whoop do you do? You're a human that stopped. You pause now. You don't need to use any more frontal cortex. You're done. I try to avoid that as much as possible anyways. Oh, really? I'm trying to use it a lot. Okay, me and Mike are completely opposed. Right. Just kidding. Me and my PFC were like this. We're really close. Michael. So, if there's anything other stuff, that is for a potential future episode, okay? Because sure. I, for some reason, maintain certain lengths. Now, I once had an episode, by the way, just to say, which was my longest one ever. It was two hours, okay? Oh, wow. How long are we, how long are we on now? One. Oh, Okay. Nice. So that was double this, okay? Right. And that was also one of the more bantery episodes. Okay. Okay. But 
um, because I've had a certain framework and I'm doing this consistency thing, that's why I'm keeping it at a certain range. But my normal self, I'd go until you were like, Armin, I got I got something. Oh, There's yeah. a thing. I got an email. Well, or whatever. You have me until two. So yeah. Well, you have me until when you said hello. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. <laughs> it's pretty good. So, Roasted. I thought you didn't watch movies. Oh, we got to do one of these roasting sessions. Okay. Seen... Oh yeah, yeah that's right. fun. Go hard, Michael. Okay, I'm invincible. Oh, we're doing it now. Yeah, yeah, right now. Uh, it's a quick one, but let's do it. Okay. Oh man, I'm not good at this. Uh, yeah. You can use that to roast you, me. You probably aren't good at this. <laughs> so that's what, boom. Boom, you win. Hey, you like blue? I thought you liked blue. This shirt is. Right. It's. It almost says gray blue. It's not full blue. Oh. Where's your oh, color? Speaking sense? of gray, nice gray in your hair, friend. Hey, oh. Hey, thanks for complimenting. No, actually, I like that. The gray that, in your hair. My wisdom. Your wisdom. Thanks man. for complimenting my wisdom. Right. <laughs> Hey, I see you're doing rolled up sleeves things, which is really popular on the internet for some reason. Whenever there's a post about what makes people, yeah, Jesus Christ, the amount of things that comment on that. But I guess you'd need it. Yeah, I see. I like to keep it comfy and casual. Uh, -uh, no, this is exactly what's like the best look according to people on the internet. Really? Um, Like your viewers or no? Like when there's internet threads about like what makes uh, an individual, maybe a guy, look great it's rolled up sleeves oh, good but boom, here comes the roast i didn't need to do it i'm looking great this is not a rolled up sleeve of course you would need it michael makes sense use every sort of uh crutch that you can oh yeah yeah um nice microphone did your did your mom get that for you i don't did that that wasn't good no michael she did not get it for me also the nicer one is for the guest. Oh, yeah. Thank you. And I got it. So it's almost a compliment wait, to me. Oh, I wait, got it so on wait, my own. Wait, wait, wait. Nice microphone. Did you get that at Goodwill? Is that better? Look. <laughs> I got it at Goodwill, which is the place for things that are just breaking apart. <laughs> or uh, wait a minute. What's your last name again? It's Wilt. Oh, huh. Hey, if I had a flower I just got from the nursery and they said, hey, Oh, uh, this will wilt. Oh, gosh. I'd return that flower quickly. Right. And that's your last name. Right. That is my last name. Oh, this... I, I have this uncomfortable, like, thought in my head where I've... Par- Did you ever... Do you, do you watch TV? Not much. Did you ever watch the show 30 Rock? No, but I know it exists. Okay. So the main character on 30 Rock is named Liz Lemon. Uh-huh. And she's this, like, sour you know, like kind of surly person uh-huh. who's just always like, uh-huh. right. Like Kathy, like the comic strip, Kathy, uh-huh. right? they always make a lot of jokes comparing her to that. Uh-huh. But sometimes I feel like my life parallels hers in that whole, like, uh-huh. like I, I get a lot of uh-huh. moments. Uh-huh. Right. And, and she, um, her name is Liz lemon, right. Uh-huh. Which goes along with like lemon sour, like, right. Right. Okay. They and so real simple there. Right. And my name is Michael Wilt. And I'm like, I have a name similar to Liz lemon. Like, wilt being like right right so i always have this really paranoid fear that like my life is just a sitcom like in a parallel reality Uh to everybody else oh i would assist so much in your sitcom i show up hey so we're at the table again hey you want some pizza get a piece of pizza are you you'd be like the kramer i even that's what i picture you as like the kramer like sort of did you watch seinfeld yeah i saw some, some of it He's, like a little kooky neighbor. Yeah, I'm like him, but not kooky. And also just 
way more just amazing. You just I show up and it's like, oh great, the day is good again. Armin's here. Yeah, we can start the day. Ah, oh, finally. Finally. It's like the sun. Analog. The sun didn't actually come out until you got here. <laughs> like it started getting, it got bright out. I sent after. it an email. It was supposed to rain today, and now it's like bright on the the patio out there. Well, look at that. Thanks to Armin. I don't want to say that I have a <laughs> universal effect, but me and universal remotes get along pretty well. So I have a, also a universal effect. Now, the roasting session has ended, okay? Okay. But I want to throw in one because people tend to like this part for some reason quite a bit. Um, ask the host a question kind of thing. Hi, it's me, the host. Do you have any, do you have any questions that you're curious oh, of yeah, from your yeah. end? Because people seem to like this way more than the than the other way around it's a people are a big fan of doing the reverse interview i've noticed a few okay times, so i'm just throwing it um, in if you have a question if you don't that's okay so well w tell me about you're wrong you, i'm wrong <laughs> no go ahead go ahead that's, i hear that every day no, so no, no. um what's your favorite kind of math you, uh, you, you tutor students what kind of kind of math do you like i like well two of them so geometry for all the visuals and the variety there yeah it's more you see stuff and graphs and whatnot and then like straight algebra and manipulating equations and such yeah yeah those two okay those i like easy. geometry too that's yeah. fun i feel like we're doing that did you ever hear of, of the 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 like list of questions that you're supposed to ask somebody on a date to make them fall in love with you right like right. hey what's your favorite par parallelogram it, uh, what's your favorite quadrilateral you think people it was a rhombus no go ahead <laughs> you think people actually ask that on first dates yeah, hey so i noticed you like parallelograms huh Right, that's oh, no. <laughs> okay you, you do go ahead that's a deal breaker like sorry oh no i like i like quad uh rom did you say rhombus is your favorite Romba. oh wait no then we're perfect <laughs> <laughs> sorry i i only like rectangles that's it so you need everything all prim yeah. proper uh trapezoids too oh trapezoids i can are go okay? for trapezoids but do they have to be isosceles no oh good you got a little bit i of like oomph. to play it on the wild side nice what was the dating question <laughs> I don't You're remember. I, I was going to look it up, but like, I don't need to do that. Like, hey, what's your favorite politics, religion? Well, I mean, it's always like, they're, they're like, who, how many siblings do you have? Like, tell me about your family. Like, where'd you grow up? Like, where'd you grow up? Oh, is that the question? Yeah, that's the question. So, Mike, I was born. And then we came to the United States from Iran, where I was born. Oh, I'm so okay. I'm cultured. It's ridiculous. Are you, are you part Persian, too? I am Persian-Armenian. Okay. I represent so much of this earth. It's unbelievable. And culture. And humanity. And I'm humble. So, oh, go ahead. I'm just humble. Go ahead. Well, the question then I, I have. I grew up in Los Angeles. Like, in, near in Glendale? Center, which is Glendale, yeah. Okay. And Ventura County, too. You're Armenian from Glendale. And Ventura. And Ventura. Because we moved back and forth. Oh, okay. So it's both. Gotcha. I represented two counties all at once. <laughs> I was able to do that. Well, tell me what, so like, I know that there are a lot of Armenians in Iran, in Iran, right? So there's some, there's some, there's some in Syria, there's some in Russia, some in Georgia, some in France, some past guests, Gary and Casper are, uh, they're born in France, but okay. they're Lebanese Armenian. There's Lebanese Armenians. Gotcha. They went all over the place. So, but it, so you're not like purely like, so Armenians that live in different countries aren't purely Armenian. I've never understood this. Like, Arme yeah, so what's like the, the background is Armenian. So, so, so it's like an ethnic background or is it like a, like, do you have Persian blood? No, I don't think so. So you're just, you're just Armenian from Iran versus. Yeah. So I'm pretty sure that's the best way to describe it. Gotcha. Yeah. Cause I never, I know some people 
Like I worked in Glendale. I worked at Glendale Community College, right? So oh, I had a lot of snap. Armenian students. GCC. I went and, there one year. And some students would be like, oh, I'm Armenian this or Armenian that. I'm like, right. does that mean that you're like, you were born in Iran and you have like Armenian and Persian blood? Or you, are you, you know, of like, how do you say that? Like you're descended from Armenian and Persian people or? Um, you know better than me, but I was born in Iran. And, but I don't have any like direct Persian culture, but I'd be Persian Armenian. Gotcha. Yeah, that's a good point. So then when when did you come to the... I was here at age two. At age two? Yes, I brought all the culture that I'd adapted over those two years. The people I had met, the conversations I've had, the project that I've worked on, the decisions I'd made. Gotcha. I brought that all to here at the age of two after in traveling the world by the age of two. I ran to Germany for a year and a half. I was in Iran only two months. Germany like a year and a half. Then New York for a day. On the way to here, so why travel the world? Is that because you needed to get to the United States? For I feel like I had a my relational entity who created me. One of them. So your parents. One <laughs> worked at a factory in Germany, known as Volkswagen, and uh, we were there. Oh, okay. And then, then you came to the states after. The, like at around age two. So why why did they decide? the u.s instead of instead of germany we're in germany wherever the volkswagen factory was i believe either near hamburg or frankfurt i really should have more detail on this i was near two okay i don't recall exactly what i was doing at 18 months i think there might be one in munich too i don't know we were not near munich i think we were not near munich i remember it was like hamburg or frankfurt one of those two gotcha and Maybe then you came directly to L.A.? Well, we stopped off in New York, which well, for the right. first time I ever returned to was just, what, 34 years later, very recently. <laughs> so it just took me 34 years to get back to New York, which is great. The story continues. Nice. Um, and then you lived in Glendale. Where did you – and then you lived in Ventura County. Mm-hmm. Locker Center and Ventura. Okay. Locker Center is the upper part of it. Uh, what's – so like – La Crescenta is behind the hill, right? It is. Above, yeah, behind the hill, above the hill, I guess. Okay. Is there like a... North of. So La Crescenta, is that, that's just a neighborhood in Glendale, right? It's an unincorporated region of Glendale. Gotcha. And it's not like what people think of Glendale because it's kind of separate. It's, it's not the same. It's gotcha. It's still different. Glendale is like, you're boom. And La Crescenta is like, it's kind of a hill and you're just away from things. I like the... Is it... What's the there's two like a, freeway? Everybody's favorite. No, the two ahead. free the two freeway goes up there. But then what's that part of town that's like in La Crescenta? Montrose, Montrose, Montrose. Montrose. Yeah, I like Montrose. Who doesn't like Montrose? All yeah. those like cute little shops and whatever. It is slow down, small, and Montrose. Gotcha. Yeah, and that's also in Glendale. It's also an unincorporated part of Glendale. I guess it's kind of. I think of it as part of La Crescenta. So it's an unincorporated part of an unincorporated. Part it's so of... unincorporated, it's ridiculous. You can't even build a corporation there. It's not allowed. You're like, I want to build a corporation there. They're like, first, you better corporate La right. then we'll talk. Are all the foothill communities like that, or are any of them cities? I have no clue, but Tahunga might be Sunland. I don't know. La Cunata is. Look, if I kept track of every sort of designation thing, that has nothing to do with, like, when you walk by a tree, it's just a tree, but then there's like a designation. This is a zoning thing, it's a commercial thing. This is a thing that. Gotcha. It's still a tree in a building tree in a building <laughs> and that's my story that i came here and then boom i've been here and then i went to ucsb and then you know as the future of our nation i have to have my story down so i'll work on that one right i have a relatively good here's a question description of it 
if you were to run for a government office, what would it be? Leader of the nation would be the title, but they don't have that. So one time, I don't know if I mentioned this before, but one time at an improv thing, they asked, I was with somebody and they asked her, you know, what her name was. And then they asked me and I was like, I'm the future of our nation. And they were just looking for what's your name, you know? And then for, for the next two minutes, they were like, did he just say he's the future of our nation? They included that in a bit. But well, I, not really much. Obviously, I don't have the right, I, I'm not the right elements for a political office. You're not supposed to be this direct. Politics is You're more not. like management sort of thing and mm. managing people and different layers of people and what people can understand at different levels. And I don't do that. I just say stuff like, Mike, this shirt, some comment. So <laughs> it's, it's very direct. I also comment this shirt. Right. This shirt is so comment. Yes. As a politician, you're supposed to pay attention to each person's like needs and sort of they're not offending this group and this. I don't know. That's the complete opposite. Thing. Right. I would offend all eight groups <laughs> and then go play soccer, football. So then, soccer. no, you wouldn't run for It politics. just doesn't fit, you know? Gotcha. What's your favorite kind of cheese? Yeah, Asiago. Look, I was McCheese. I played a game. I've mentioned this before. I played Uniball online. A game okay. on, on the internet for many years, like a space hockey yeah. game. I was McCheese. My squad name was actually called Cheese. I had 54 members at the peak, including oh, members wow. like EDO and Swiss and Tassitis, which sound like a disease, but that was his name. Right. And that's a cheese? No. They didn't all have to be cheese. There's oh. 54 people. Some of them had their own names from their own stuff that they made up. There aren't 54 cheeses. One was CGSTD. See, I would have been so detail-oriented. to be like, no, we all have to be named after cheeses or you can't be in my group. I'm Asiago. What? Oh, I get what you're saying. Because like... Yeah, good point. I like blue cheese. I didn't want to change or everybody's. Or Because we invited people who were other people from other squads or they just played. Oh. They joined. Nice. But if we were just us, we also once, at some point, a year later, got the member who was named cheese we got okay that guy. he joined so, so his name was cheese and under it was squad cheese so when he played the game he had a boom cheese, both of those yes cheese squad cheese mm-hmm. yes nice. um but asiago what would be yours i well i i like feta cheese i like blue cheese i like all i mean cause you can't go wrong with cheese come on no that's true. like there's no bad cheese i mean yeah blue cheese smells like off but it tastes amazing okay fine then what, a, what an I odd mean, person. I mean, the more smelly this. the cheese, the better it tastes. Okay. We're not, I mean, who are who are you? And do you That's in like math. It? We call that an in, what is it? An inverse. Inverse relationship? Relationship, Boom. yeah. Boom. Love those. Yeah. Just used one the other day. The smellier it is, the better it tastes. Wait, no, that's a direct relationship. Uh, that would a, be that direct. But if it was, we were talking about like the less <laughs> smelly it is, the more tasty good it tastes. Right. <laughs> That would be but that's a lie. It's not the less smelly. It's the more smelly, the better it tastes. That is the direct relationship. Uh-huh. As X increases, Y increases. Yes. Michael, what is... Now, this last part, it okay. can be either... No, you've got enough questions about me. No more questions about me. Okay, fine. For this closing part, I would like to ask you, what is... Let's see if we've covered everything. Well, did we cover everything about the pandemic? There's a pandemic. Okay. There is a pandemic. Yeah, let's talk about that. Okay. In short... How do how do you oh this one how do you feel about it? Are you all right? Um, how do I feel about? It? I feel I I mean like I'm ready for it to be over. To be honest with you. Well, wait eighteen months. What else? Oh my god, 
18 months. Um, kidding. I don't know. I mean, exactly. I mean, on one hand, you know, like I understand why people have to stay at home mm-hmm. to flatten the curve. Like yep. we talked about. And I mean, but at the same, okay. So how do I feel about it? I think that this is a really good opportunity for the human race to come together, even though we have to stay separate, mm-hmm. but you know, this is just a way for us to work towards a common goal, whether mm-hmm. it's to like, you know, diminish how the rate of infection or to get rid of the disease like if you know do you know anything about how, what they're doing to like try to get rid of the disease they have like five different i've, I've looked at so many they're like, using certain drugs they're looking at certain drug targets they're trying out vaccines in a clinical trial yeah well so so basically like what they i saw this thing on the news by one of the chinese doctors he so one of the one of the strategies is to target like the protein receptors on uh-huh. the virus the wonderful and like how they attach to our, I think, our cells, and and manipulate how that works. And the other crowns. We, so the way that they're they're really looking towards um, getting rid of the virus is in the production of it. So viruses, I, my understanding is, they go into your healthy cells mm-hmm. and they use your healthy cells to reproduce. Yes, right. So they're looking at a way to get rid of the the virus factory. Mm-hmm. Um, so so then my thinking would be that that's altering the way your cells work versus altering the way that the virus works uh, does that make sense yeah so i'm thinking that maybe that's not the best strategy but that's what the the people who are doing this are, are focusing on it's like oh we're gonna change the way the cell works to me that's a little terrifying because it's like we don't know what the long-term effects of that would be because maybe that would make you more susceptible to other like viruses in the future if mm-hmm. you're turning i don't know maybe or, or maybe would, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know enough about. He is how a professional expert. Take exactly what he said. Use it. You'll be better. You'll be better. <laughs> All tomorrow. I'm saying is that it's something that we should consider. That it might maybe the long term effects of that might mm-hmm. out. You know, be worse. It might be worse in the long run to change the the virus production in our cells or whatever. But anyways, I, I'm not an expert, and that's topic for the experts. Okay, we just found out he's not an expert. Never mind. On, what I just on said. that, on uh-huh. that, I can talk to you about the math yeah, behind yeah. it. Um, right. Um. The so how do I feel? I think it's an opportunity for us. Like I, one thing I was thinking is like now people are going to be at home. They're going to have to start doing and it's spring, so they're going to have to start doing some spring cleaning anyway. So uh-huh. this is going to be an opportunity for people to just like totally clear some space mm-hmm. in their homes and like, um, you know, de declutter. Which is, I mean, you can clearly see I need to do some of that here too. Like decluttering. Well, this is this to me is is clutter. Like this is my you know welcome home here's your your inbox and your outbox i put my wallet there and like let me see how clearly stuff. it shows up on the video oh lord okay well so anyways i mean it's an opportunity for us to declutter mm-hmm. an opportunity for us to like hang out with our families um but like most importantly people tend to focus on like the outside so yes. much you know as far as like how what, what am i wearing what am i doing you know I think it's an opportunity for us to like look inside and um, think about how we can change ourselves as people. Mm -hmm. And when we come out of it, how we can be better at interacting with each other and how we can appreciate that more and how we can be better with interacting with the world and Mm -hmm. appreciate that more. Cause I think like, you know, I said before, that's a lot of the reason that this is going on. We've decimated the earth to a certain extent and, now the earth is fighting back at us and saying, huh, nope, stay at home. Counterforce. Yeah. Um, That's a good point. It's concerning that we're going to lose a lot of people to mm-hmm. the virus. Um, <clears throat> but I mean, 
you know, it's a lot of people who already have pre-existing ailments. Like the, you know, one of the things that I looked at. Emphysema, COPD. Yeah, yeah. Uh, did I take a picture of that? Being 93. Yeah, so it says here, the risk of coronavirus to those with pre-existing conditions. Mm-hmm. Um, the per- So it's showing the percent of with other serious ailments who die. Cardiovascular disease is the number one there. Yeah. 10.5 people uh, ten point sorry ten point five percent of people mm-hmm. who have cardiovascular disease as a pre-existing condition in their in the Chinese data right. have died from the virus, which doesn't seem. I mean, that's a lot of the ten percent of the population. If like you looked at ten percent of how many people are on Earth, like seven billion, seven point eight, I believe. So I mean, I don't. I need to use a calculator. Seven hundred eighty million. <laughs> 780 like look at that you see i'm i'm a master's level mathematician and you don't ask us to do arithmetic that's true you're on next right. step right you use symbols that i look at like, <laughs> what are these symbols that's an insult please don't ask me to add numbers together four times seven uh so 780 million people right potentially who have who have i mean well no that's wait, 10% no that's of the people on the earth that's 10 percent of the people on the earth right that's but, not 10 percent right. of the people 10 of people to get it that get it yeah so However many people would get it, like ten percent of them 10, have cardiovascular yeah. issues that cause uh, a worse condition. Well, ten ten percent of the people who have cardiovascular issues of the people who have who will Look, be infected. Ten percent of my viewers just died trying to press. Right. <laughs> That's actually the third highest uh, pre-existing uh-huh. condition is what? watching your oh watching yeah. Your podcast. yeah the <laughs> I wanted to point out this is one thing I just got to go back to from earlier. You have done more marketing of a product than I've done on 255 episodes. I just realized. So, do you have a merch? Do you have a merch line? No, I won't. You know, probably by episode 400. You know, we're gonna throw out the. I will be happy to host your merch line on my website. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about it. Okay. It'll be um. You know, we'll have uh, laptops. There'll be five thousand dollar laptops that I will charge five thousand dollar one for. So I will take one, and you'll get a. I was thinking I'm good like at business. Arm and Show t-shirts and Oh okay. Can you imagine having an Arm and Show mug that you could be like, "Welcome to the Arm and Show" and you could do the thing that we did with clinking and Yeah, but as as we know, you took the last two mugs on earth. So, I don't know, I'll figure out something. the mug would be nice though. That's a good point. I'll think about it. So that's not bad. Do you do you want me to tell you the um diabetes is No, the no, no more of the conditions. We've thrown no. them off with the percent. Okay, fine. Michael, what is one last message you would want to tell all people who are listening uh, about, like, if you had a megaphone to the people of the earth? Yeah. What would you want them to know or take into account? About what's happening now? Like, that represents you as a person. Something, like, that you'd want to say to all 7.8 billion people that represents something you'd want them to know, how you'd want them to act, uh, something that's important to you or should be important to them. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, I don't know. I think it's just chill out like stop putting other people out we're we're all on the planet like i said before we're on the planet together and we have to learn to live with each other and we all have to pitch in to to not just get through this but get through the rest of life you know if we're going to survive as a species this is like this this issue is a species issue it's not like an american thing or a chinese thing it's It's not a a species foxes are fine right now uh, yeah 100 percent. like and they're probably going to take over the earth after the human race dies from coronavirus right <laughs> it's a dark humor sorry <laughs> but no i mean like it's a species issue and like if we're going to really survive as a species we have to come together as a species and like work through it and understand yeah it sucks do i like staying in home all day 
Well, no. Michael does. He's an introvert, but I'm struggling. I used, to meet, <laughs> I used to meet 15 people a day. Now it's reduced. I mean, I like working at home. That's been fun. Uh-huh. I have a lot of a lot of opportunities to grow as a an educator, doing that. Right. But like, I mean, I get restless too being an introvert. Like, I like to go work out. I haven't worked out in a week. Like, I haven't. Tell. I mean, I've been Joke. doing yoga and whatever, but. I mean, from from my TV and right. like watching on Amazon, and they're it's not, not the same. It's not the same. No, I mean, so yeah, I don't like it either. But like, I'm willing to do it for the better, you know, for the greater good. Mm-hmm. Sometimes we have to focus on the greater good, and when we're scared, then we can't focus on the greater good. And if we can chill the out, right. then we can focus on the greater good. You know, so it's a matter of focusing on what can we do as individuals to to get through this but also to do no harm to the people around us and i mean like this whole people going out and like mosh pit 100 people just jumping in, on each other well no in grocery store yes that oh, yeah. too but like in grocery stores when they're freaking out like i need eggs i need toilet paper oh, yeah, right yeah. like there's no shoot there's not a shortage of food and if you take all the food and people can't go and buy food then you're harming other people yeah you know i multiplied mean multiplied panic yeah but chill out we're all in this together mm-hmm. you know like we can we can get through it that's a nice message michael wilt i would like to thank you for having been on episode number 255 thank you for having me the armin show podcast and bringing a lot and a whole added dimension that we haven't had on the show as of recently nice glad to have you on i'm glad to be on thank you and we are out we have mugs here with water in them. Can you well, tell us a coffee, little bit about yeah. these mugs and coffee water? Yeah, also? yes, I can. <clears throat> so these these mugs are actually from my online store. Um, so I sell unicorn products, uh, t-shirts, mugs, I didn't know that. obviously, pillows, blankets, etc. cetera. Uh, yeah, so like this right here is the king of unicorns. And it says, uh, one simply cannot expect a unicorn king to fart rainbows without his cup of coffee. Huh? Yes. I thought you just got these. They're your, that's your. These are both yours. No, yeah, yeah. I designed these, so I hired artists to create the graphics, and then I did the designs on the products. That is way cool. I thought we were just gonna say you got these mugs at a garage sale. No. Or something. Does it look like that? I no, mean, like a garage like, sale, you oh, can okay. get good mugs. Yeah, I mean, I thought it might have been them. a story like that. Nope. Oh man. Why? Why would that be interesting? Because you like them. I thought I liked the color. I oh, liked the, the donkey yeah. thing. What is it? Uh, no, it is, uh, it is also a unicorn. Unicorn? Yeah. Take that. Coffee he's, helps. There's water in farting. my coffee helps cup. He's farting too. Do you see that? Oh, yeah. He's farting rainbows and it says coffee helps. There's a theme there and there's a lot of them. They're purple. Yeah. It's slightly, if it was a cow, there was a book called The Purple Cow by Seth Godin about getting attention with purple. You've got it. You're doing marketing great. That's purple exciting. Gets attention. Like this is not common. If you looked in the wild, there was a purple animal. That's exciting, right? Yeah. Oof. Are there purple animals? No, no, not that I know of. What are your yeah. thoughts, Michael Wild? You know, I don't. Straight to I, animals. I'm you not know? a zoologist. You're I not a zoologist. No. <laughs> okay, sorry to let everybody down. I know I told you I was a zoologist, but <laughs> complete disappointment here. Did you say that? I don't remember. No, you saying I that. actually had not mentioned that yet. So, non-zoologist Michael Wilt, okay. welcome. <laughs> this is great. Okay. Now, oh, I'm taking a drink of my non-coffee. It says coffee mm. helps on the cup. <clears throat> well, because, mm. you know, coffee helps if you're farting rainbows. Wow. Do you get it now? Well. Like, if you're farting rainbows and you have coffee, well, I'm sorry. If you need to fart rainbows and you have coffee, then you can fart rainbows. 
you know, it's a good cup. You know what happens when you drink coffee, right? After... I don't. I never drank coffee. Okay. Oh, oh okay. in my existence, which would never be expected. Gotcha. But I've had a lot of hot chocolates, and they're great. Oh. Long live hot chocolates. <laughs> Just saying, they are fabulous. Okay. <laughs> like hot chocolates, intelligentsia. No advertisement, but for the mugs, yes. That's Yay. the unicorn brand. Do you, do you want to know where you can get? One Frankly, of these? I was about to say it's it's not common that I like to support creating stuff. I always say that. Where do you get these cup mugs? You get them at www.unicornsandstuff.com. Oh, it's great. It's yeah, easy. yeah, totally easy. And you can follow this on Facebook and on Instagram. This is the best plug. We don't even have plugs yet on this show. So this now, is you now, now you do. Finally. This episode is sponsored by nothing, but we have a, you know, mugs now it's sponsored it, so. by my online store. Mugs! <laughs> mugs! <laughs> this is great. <laughs> <laughs>